What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Couture, author of Instead of Medicating and Punishing, Healing the Causes of Our Children's Acting Out Behavior by Parenting and Educating the Way Nature Intended. Welcome to another episode of the Free and Joyful Childhood Radio Show. This is episode eight. On this show, we discuss attachment parenting, unschooling, children's rights, natural family living, and social justice issues. I want to thank my son Bryson R.R. Couture for composing the awesome startup metal riff for me. You can check out his YouTube channel, Serenade to Darkness. That's all one word. On today's show, episode 8, we will be discussing peaceful, respectful communication with our children and how power over discipline and punitive one-upping of children hurts the parent-child relationship. And unfortunately, that is the way the mainstream parents... Um, the interesting thing is I've had quite an evolution over the years of how um, my understanding of, of how to relate to children. Um, when I, years and years ago, I used to work as a preschool teacher, if you can believe that, knowing how how um, pro-unschooling I am now and how my thoughts on uh the school system. Can you imagine me being a preschool teacher? But I did it because I love children. And and at the time, I was trying to think I could change the system by being part of it and and changing it from the inside and then moving up the ranks. And I was doing this, of course, as I was going um, to school to become a mental health counselor because I thought that was the best way to help traumatized youth. but anyway, I remember in the beginning I had subscribed to this whole idea of timeouts and uh, the, the so-called logical consequence way of of one-upping a child whenever they did something wrong. And, and I, gosh, I wish I could apologize to all those children over the years that I used those techniques because I believed at the time that that was much, much more preferable to the abusive techniques, you know, of generations past, of hitting children, yelling at children, scaring children, grabbing children, and just, you know, um, inflicting bodily and and mental harm on them directly. So the things that I was learning and researching at the time had um, sounded a whole lot better than that. Um, it was interesting, though, because it was the children themselves that started to teach me that timeouts and punitive tactics actually were were harmful. And, and it was watching their reactions to it and watching how it hurt our little relationships that I started to realize over time. Um, later in my work with older children who were 
mostly between the ages of 16 and 22 in some of the programs I worked in as a social worker before I was a counselor and then later as a counselor, I started to realize that that same principle follows with older older youth as well. They had children in this program that were that were literally 18 years old and older that were young adults by legal standards, and they were still being treated punitively. So I always felt that, gee, I guess, um, you know, these logical consequences are preferable. However, I started to realize from the kids over time that, that it, it certainly was harming the relationship. And when my nephew was born and then when I adopted my son when he was 11, all of these things slowly began to radically change my whole philosophy as well as these children leading me to books because because of watching their reactions i was led to to books and and you know i had conversations online with people like jan hunt and it was a great metamorphosis and i'm just very proud that uh um that that has happened and even my book instead of medicating and punishing which came out in 2008 and now in 2011, there are things that I would love to go back and change. So that's what this show and the, the, the next 10 minutes that we have together, I wanted to just kind of sum this all up by saying that all behavior of human beings and animals, all behavior has the purpose of meeting a need. Just contemplate that for a minute. Everything we do, me talking to you right now, and 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 conveying this message to you is meeting a need for me to 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 change the world and to help children it, it meets my need for loving humanity me pacing right now as i'm speaking to you meets the need of of motion that i have when i am creating you know if you pick up a glass of water that's meeting a need it's behavior so think of it this way. As parents, we're sort of like detectives. We have to try to decipher the need underneath the behavior. So if your child's behavior is distressing to you or distressing to them, there is obviously an unmet need. If you're being distressed by their behavior, then they surely are being distressed by an unmet need. And this is especially true, and I need to do a separate show on this, with children who are adopted from the foster care system who have terrible traumas. Their their needs often are not in the present. Their their needs are often coming from the past that were unmet then or now are being triggered in the present. And uh I thank my son for for teaching me and taking me on this journey of understanding with him. So there's a difference between discipline and punishment. I think that's becoming a little bit more mainstream. That obviously discipline is to teach children, to guide them, to be their mentor, whereas punishment is, is, is asserting our power over them, controlling them in some manner, whether that's by brutalizing them physically or emotionally through actual abuse or us doing subtle things like taking things away from them in order for us to assert that we somehow have more value because we're adults. Um, so if we keep that in mind that all behavior has a need, then our job as disciplinarians, if you will, if you want to use that word, which I'm really not liking that word anymore, our job is to meet the need. And as attachment parents, that we, we always need to be on that human attachment cycle, that four-part cycle. Child has a need. Child expresses the need, which is the behavior we don't like to see sometimes. 
parent meets the need, child feels homeostasis. So if we meet that need, there's no need for this so-called punishment or discipline or logical consequences. But we might have to work a little to try to figure it out, especially in the case of my child who has quite a horrific past. A lot of times if there's a behavior in the present, I have to go digging sometimes for weeks or even months with my son to try to uncover it. And when we uncover it, my gosh, it's like instant, instant just enlightenment for him. So the key is we need to figure out what the the distress is, what's the unmet need, and meet it. Um, the other thing we need to ask ourselves is when we're, you know, as parents, because we're fallible human beings, we're not perfect, even as attachment parents, we we fail every day because we were probably not raised with attachment parenting, so we're fighting our own demons and we're repairing our own past. We need to ask ourselves, would we speak to another adult this way? Um, we need to really tease out the difference between what truly are natural consequences versus logical consequences. Uh, when my son was was um, in a program to help him out with some past issues, I remember somebody said, you know, we were describing a scenario, and somebody said, "Why didn't you take his computer away from him?" And I and I just said, "Why? What would taking his computer away do to help the situation? All it would do was make him angry." and make him feel alienated from me and cause him to believe that, that I was disconnected from him. But you couldn't explain this to people that live by that paradigm. The, the, they were trained in that paradigm. So we need to ask ourselves, what are logical consequences versus actual natural consequences? A natural consequence is if you're rude to your boss, you might get fired. That's a natural consequence that's going to happen. You know, you you don't have to, you know, nobody's imposing that other than the boss. But that's a life consequence. But if a child's acting out and you say, okay, I'm going to take your computer from you, um, that's not natural. That doesn't just occur as part of give and take in life. Um, obviously, schools teach nothing but power over and control. There's a real dis disrespect in that. Um, it's almost as if you are saying to your child that because I am an adult and I am of a certain age, I'm over 18, that I have some more inherent worth than you do. Now, obviously, as parents, we have more experience than our children, and we are the heads of the household as far as caring for our children, but that does not give us the right to in any way put down their humanity or their humanness or or cause them to believe that they're somehow subhuman because of us. So it's important for us to always try to look at what is our child trying to communicate to us. And sometimes what they're actually asking for in the in, in the moment is a clue leading us, but sometimes that's not really the real need. So we need to try to we need to really try to work with them to figure it out. A lot of times what they're saying they 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 need or they want might not necessarily be it, but we need to follow that clue and meet that want or that need in order to help us get to where it is because sometimes our children will be all over the place because they're trying to figure it out too so if we just kind of go with them you know it works out one of the things i want to speak to while we have a couple more minutes is something that um, is very helpful in my research on trauma and my son helped me understand this as well as a lot of the severely traumatized adolescents that i've worked with over the years it's something called the stockholm syndrome 
And this is a phenomenon where when people are in captivity and when they're experiencing some sort of a hostage situation or torment, that they can have um, a mental defense or an emotional protection defense that causes them to align with their captor or align with the abuser. And my son explained to me that it's used as a survival skill so that when the child or the or the adult or whoever it is that is suffering from the Stockholm Syndrome then is in a healthy and safe situation, they will actually side with the abuser or they will they will act in ways that would try to warrant that or, or bring that about. So it is really a serious thing when we use power over tactics on our children. And I'm sure the average, you know, attachment parent is never going to create a situation like that. But I just wanted people to understand in mainstream society where timeouts are the big alternative to so-called spanking, which, of course, we know is abuse, um, we're creating, I think, a situation that isn't much better than children being traumatized by being hit you know, over generations. It does look like over the generations things do get um, a little less violent with each generation, but unfortunately there still is that that vein of we have to somehow inflict some sort of revenge on the child. So whether it's beating children with belts like in my grandmother's generation or maybe using, you know, uh, an open-hand whack towards my mom's generation or me it was more verbally berating and maybe grabbing or in my son's generation where I see a lot of the timeouts. either way it's still some sort of revenge and so we need to we need to move away from that and meet children's needs and repair and work on and fix the relationship so thank you for joining me today for another archived episode of the free and joyful childhood radio show please visit laurieatour.com to read my blog And um, to learn a little bit more about my supportive parenting coaching and unschooling consultation, I can help you with these discipline versus punishment issues and attachment parenting and um, meeting the needs behind the misbehavior. Um, Please check out my book, Instead of Medicating and Punishing. This is your host, Laurie Couture. Please conduct your life with peace and love and be the change you wish to see in the world. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.